0: For being patient uh, in waiting for the service to start, because we had a couple of trips just before the service itself. Uh, Welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church. What happened was, you know, pre service the pastor was praying, This might happen, this might happen, and it indeed happened. So that's the power of words. So we should be careful about what we say. But I think as we gather here, as we prepare our hearts, I think it's a good reminder. That 2024 is a special year because it's a leap year But did everybody feel that they have an extra day in their year? Or it was just, you know, meh, another day But it certainly reminded me to slow down To just catch a breath And to not be so rushed in our lives So as we gather in this place, whether on site or online May we just take a couple of deep breaths Slow down our hearts quieten down our thoughts, and prepare ourselves with a call to worship. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let Let us us be glad glad this this day for life, for 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 breath, breath, and and for freedom freedom to worship. worship. Blessed are you who come in the name of the Lord.
1: We come to bring our gifts of praise and and gratitude gratitude
0: to the God God of all creation. God is good and in God's work we find our strength. We sing of all God's wonderful works. Let us give thanks and
2: praise to the Lord.
0: Let us now join our voices together with the worship team in praising the Lord.
3: at the table For everyone born Clean water and bread A shelter, a space A safe place for growing For everyone born A star God will delight when we are creators of justice and joy, compassion and peace. Yes, God will delight when we are creators of justice, justice and joy. a place at the table a covenant share a welcoming space a rainbow of race and gender and color for gay and for straight the shallots of grace and god will delight when we are creators of justice and joy compassion and The creators of justice, justice, and joy.
4: Could everyone born a place at the table to live without fear and sin?
5: Yesterday, um, I had the joy and privilege of um, being invited to celebrate and pray together with the women at home. And home is a shelter for abused um, migrant workers, especially women. Um, And this is my second time with them for IWD. right? And it's to celebrate um, the dignity of life regardless of gender, regardless of whatever labels the world places on us. And it was always a, it's always a privilege for me to be with them. And since it's IWD season, um, so International Women's Day is on the 8th of March, and we don't really have a special service for it. Uh, we used to, but we decided we don't really need to uh, nowadays. But I thought I would offer a prayer, uh, and this is the same prayer that I offered yesterday, Uh, during our celebration uh, with the women. And so today, will you join with me to stand in solidarity with women and men all over the world as we lift up this prayer to God. And this is actually an expanded version from the prayer of St. Francis. And so some parts of it may sound familiar. So let us pray together. Lord, Make me an instrument of peace. Bless all women who daily strive to bring peace to their communities, their homes, and their hearts. Give them strength to continue to turn swords into plowshares. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. We pray for all women who face prejudice, inequality, and gender disparities, help us to see and to face the discrimination against women in all the many forms it may take. Where there is injury, pardon. Comfort all women who suffer from the pain of war, violence and abuse. Help them to become instruments of their own reconciliation and peace. Where there is division, unity. Forgive all women and men who let differences breed hate and discrimination. And let your example of valuing all of creation help us to see that we are equal partners in the stewardship of your world. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is untruth, truth. Comfort all women who struggle in the darkness of abuse, poverty, and loneliness. May we stand with them in light to acknowledge their suffering and strive to remove the burdens of shame or pain. Where there is doubt, true faith. We pray for all women who live in fear of their husbands, fathers, and forces that control their lives. Help them to be empowered to be their true selves through your everlasting love and faith. Where there is despair, hope. We pray for all women who live in the despair of poverty, violence, trafficking, slavery, and abuse. May the light of your love bring them hope. Where there is sadness, new joy. Help us to see the strength and goodness in all women and men. Transform our hearts, God, to celebrate the love and grace of
6: all people. Amen. The splendor of the King Clothed in majesty the audio of rejoice, the audio of rejoice, you wrap yourself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at your voice, and trembles at your voice. How great is our God, sing with me. How great is our God, all oh, we'll will see how.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Free Community Church, where "free" stands for first realized everyone's equal. Um, first, um, I want to invite you. Um, those of you who have been here for a while, you know that um, we use Mentee as a tool to interact. Um, and here is the QR code. You can scan, or you can go to the, your web browser, enter fcc.li/mentee. Um, and join us um, as we interact, as I ask you and you respond to some questions and explore um, and build the sermon together, right? So take your time to get into, um, give you some time to scan and hop in. Yeah. Today we continue our Lenten Sermon series, uh, TLC, Tender, Loving, Caring. In the past two sermons, Pauline and I have looked at tending to ourselves and our inner world. I started the series with the truth that we need to have before we even begin to tend to ourselves. Because we often can't even begin to tend to ourselves and care for ourselves and love ourselves if we are not anchored in the truth that we are God's beloved. Pauline continued last week pointing out that as we are called to that we are called to die to ourselves by letting go of our false selves to become who we are meant to be and finding life when we give of ourselves for the sake of the gospel and the kingdom of God. Today we move from tending and loving and caring for ourselves to tending, loving and caring for others. I want to start by asking think of a moment where Jesus tends to others. Which one left the deepest impression on you? Because I believe that every interaction that Jesus had with people, he was tending to them. Whether it was to Nicodemus in uh, John chapter 3, or the Samaritan woman by the well, the very next chapter, or healing the man by the full of Bethesda, exercising demons uh, out of the Gerizim man, or teaching Mary and Martha, and many others uh, in Mary and Martha's home, or resurrecting Lazarus. Jesus was tending to them. Okay. Oh, the miracle of the five loaves and two fishes seems to appear a few times. It's so big. Lazarus, the Samaritan woman at the well, the woman by the well, um, washing feet, the soldiers whose ear was cut that he healed, his love by healing, let the children come to me. Thank you. The woman who was sick for 12 years from bleeding, uh, the healing of the bleeding woman. Um, oh, and you know, um, how uh, Jesus was supposed to, be, you know, they wanted to trap Jesus by bring a, a adulterous woman to him and how he interacted with her as well, Right? His interactions with 12 disciples um, telling peter to feed sheep um, the healing of the leper so thank you thank you for thinking about all these things because some of um, what you mentioned is exactly what came to my mind and i'll be diving a little deeper there is one that Jesus actually gave an example to his disciples how to tend to each other. And that's from John chapter 13, and exactly, washing of his disciples' feet. Let me read you the passage. And now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had really decided that Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, will betray Jesus. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from supper, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, "'Unless I wash you, you have no share with me.' Simon Peter said to him, "'Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head.' Jesus said to him, "'One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, "'but is entirely clean. "'You are clean, though not all of you.' "'For he knew who was to betray him. "'For this reason he said, "'Not all of you are clean.' "'And after he washed their feet, had put on his robe and had reclined again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you, to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, having washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I set you an example, that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, slaves are no great are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I just want to get a sense, right? Uh, how many of you have been to a foot washing in church before? It doesn't matter whether it's FCC or another church. I just want to get a sense of um, you know the proportions um, and. Um, and maybe give a plug for our Monday, Thursday service, which we will do the ritual of foot washing um, uh, during Holy Week. So so far, you know, it's a fifteen, you no, know, like almost almost three times of uh, the number of people here. Uh, of the rest, okay, two is to one, okay, about that. Um, continue, um, I mean, continue um, keying your answers. As I, I want to share with you a little bit about foot washing. In most churches that I know, it is a pastor of the pastors who wash the feet of the leaders and then sometimes the leaders will wash the feet of those they lead. And uh, one of the most prominent one is the Catholic Church. And this feet-washing ceremony was begun by Pope St. Gregory the Great in the 6th century. It, was, it fell out of use and was revived by Pope John the 22nd in 1959. So it's... You know, it, 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 was, it fell out of use for a while. You know, we wonder why. In recent years, uh, Pope Francis pushed the boundaries as he washed the feet of women and non-Catholics. And in 2016, he declared that women should be included in the foot-washing ceremonies. Because previously, it was only took for men, right? Um, that was the, the church you know, or at least that's from the instructions, right? Though some Catholic churches do wash the feet of women, um, but generally that, was the, um, that wasn't a practice, um, or that wasn't in church law per se. Um, I think that this is how we should do church, serving all God's people, and realizing when Jesus said, love each other as I loved you, it isn't just limited to within our own community, It means everyone so 19 and 15 okay so it's almost one to one uh, who have been to a foot washing before those who have not been I encourage you to try experience it Um, uh, and those who have experienced it before you know you're welcome to experience it again because I think that it is a sacred moment right it's just like how we practice communion every Sunday it is a ritual It is something that we do uh, remembering something, but also connecting us to the larger story of, um, of Chris, being Christian, right? And our tradition as well, right? At FCC, we conduct food washing as part of our Monday Thursday observance, right? It's on a Thursday evening. And sometimes in our retreat programs, we have included that. For those who have experienced it before, I want to ask you, how did it feel to wash someone else's feet? And how did it feel to have your foot washed by someone else? Right. I'm to hear your thoughts. Um, as those of you who have experienced it before, keen your answers. I want to give those who have not been to one right, and have no idea what the uh, foot washing is some idea of what happens. right? Um, because at FCC we do it a little bit differently. Um, and at our monitor Thursday service, you realise this is FCC, you know, and we, we take tradition and then we look at it and we distill it and we, we bring something new to it as our understanding. So neither Pauline or myself wash 12 people's feet. That's what usually um, is done in other churches. One person will wash 12 people's feet, usually the leader. Lah. Uh, instead, what we have is we have a couple of stations Right? And people will sit in the chairs waiting for someone to come up to wash their feet. And we are done, they leave. Usually the first few people are myself and Pauline. Right? And we will close up the the, the, the the ritual at the end. Because after washed, the person who, who washes the, uh, the person's seated feet, they will take over the seat and they'll wait for the next person to come up. right? And sometimes the person who comes up to wash our feet is someone we know well. Sometimes it is a stranger. And sometimes it is someone we have a broken relationship with. Because something special happens sometimes, not every time. Sometimes it's just a man or, you know, sit down there and some stranger come out or someone you know just come and wash your feet and that's that. But sometimes something special happens. And we let the Holy Spirit move within each person and not control it. If it happens, it happens. Yeah So we do this because this aligns with our value, or what we say every Sunday, first realize everyone's equal. Each of us are called to serve each other. Right? We are following Jesus' instruction to wash one another's feet. Now let us go through what you've experienced and what you've shared. Um, and I wonder how many of you actually felt that it was easier to wash someone else's feet? Then having your feet washed by someone else, right? And I wonder how many of you, you know, while the person washing feet, thought that the person was doing it wrong, right? Just press, 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 okay, done, right? Okay, awkward, then tender. Oh, yes, weird, intimate, strange, a service of honour and gratitude, humbling and honoured. Extremely vulnerable. Yes, you know, sitting down there and letting someone wash your feet is ex- an experience. Ex- extremely ex- vulnerable experience. Easier to wash others than to receive the washing. Yeah, because there's a vulnerability, right? We need to feel, allow ourselves to be loved in a way. I felt clean, humble, humble, uh, indifference, relaxing, vulnerable, and restoring. Sometimes like a spa treatment. Yes, I get, because we heat up the water also. Right, we will boil water, eh? make sure the water is nice and warm. Right? Thank you for your reflections. Right? I think that washing our feet, washing each other's feet is symbolic. It means that we are called to care for each other, love each other with humility, just like a servant. Jesus showed how it looked like. You know, and here Pope Francis was, is showing how it looked like too. And here he is washing the feet of non Catholics and women, you know, and breaking with tradition, but also moving forward to what he understood is Jesus' core teaching of love. We must not mistake the command to wash each other's feet as a literal instruction. Just like Jesus telling the disciples over the last supper, this is my body broken for you. This is my blood poured out for you. Jesus isn't just speaking literally. We reenact these occasions, the Last Supper, the foot washing, as a reminder to what Jesus taught and commanded. So I want to repeat again from John um, chapter 13, verse 14 and 15. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. I want to ask gently, and this is not a question that I'll ask you to type in the answer. How are you doing as how Jesus has done for you? I want you to pause to think Reflect. How are you doing for others, you know, as has been done for you? We often declare that we love Jesus. But what does that mean? How does that translate? Because say is easy, right? Saying is easy. I want to draw on a very familiar passage and some of you have brought it up during the previous question, right? Um, When Jesus had a conversation with Peter, also from the Gospel according to John, in chapter 21, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Peter declares here, you know that I love you three times. And very often, we focus on how this mirrors with the three times Peter denies Jesus. And we miss Jesus' answer to Peter, feed my lambs, tend my sheep feed my sheep. First, I think that we need to understand that Jesus isn't literally asking Peter to become a shepherd and raise a flock of sheep. It is a metaphor, it is symbolic. And Jesus isn't just telling Peter to feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep, just to make up for the three times that Peter has denied him. Jesus is telling Peter, this is how you love me. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Loving Jesus isn't just a declaration. It is not just a feeling. It is an action. It is tending to one another. And tending to each other isn't just meant for those who are called to be shepherds or pastors. It is meant for everyone. Just as Jesus loved us, we ought to love one another. A new commandment I give you, Jesus says, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. I believe that love one another is both a command to love everyone beyond this community, and also to love everyone in this community. So, when we we have to tend to one another, to love each other, how do we do that? And today, I have three things to offer offer and for you to think about. Some of you know that I'm a plant parent, right? Yes, I, I take care of dogs, I'm taking care of one right now, but I have plants, quite a lot of them. I'm not exactly a very good plant parent. I've killed many plants in the last few years. And one way I did that, and for those of you who have plants will know, is by overwatering. I mean, plant needs water, right? And so when the plant looks sick, guess what I did? I watered. And then it still looks sick. I watered even more. And then it dies. I learned through those experiences that I needed to check exactly what was wrong then address the issues with the right solution. You know the saying, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail? For me, with plants, at least in the beginning, when there was a problem, just water more. And often the problem, and I I discovered, the issue was root rot. It comes from overwatering. And how does this apply to tending to each other? Very often when we care for people or tend to people in the way that w- we do it in the way that works for us, right? in the way that we are used to, in the way that uh, maybe we have learned how to love from our, from our parents or from people around us, we don't check with the other person and ask what that person actually needs. This way of tending to people and this way of doing things is actually rather self-centred and not centred on the other person. Jesus tended to people in a different way. Jesus healed Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10. You know, he, Bartimaeus was blind. But Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? That's rather a silly question given that Bartimaeus is blind, you know, of course he wants his sight healed. Or at least that would be my assumption. But no. Even though Jesus could heal his blindness, even without Bartimaeus asking, Jesus didn't assume. Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? And that is other-centred caring. Other-centred love. It's not just because Jesus knows how to heal, then just do what? right? So, when we tend to each other, the care has to be centred on the other person. And that is an invitation for us to think about. How does it look like to centre the care on the other person? That is something to think about and that applies differently in every situation i think that's why sometimes we may feel frustrated you know i wonder you have the same experience that i have how come the other person isn't appreciative of the care and concern that I've shown for them ah? you know because i think i did not center the care and concern on what the other persons need but from what that person well what i can give right so what i gave to that person is what i could give may not be necessarily what that person needs or wants, and of course that person might not be as, as appreciative of what, I have off, uh, what i've given right or the care that i've given um and that's something to think about mm-hmm. the second is this receiving care and love is a form of love as well when jesus steps up to wash peter's feet Peter says, you will never wash my feet. Why do you think that's so? Why do you think Peter says this? Put yourself in Peter's shoes. Why do you think Peter says, no, no, you will not wash my feet? Because Peter didn't feel worthy to have his feet washed by his teacher. But Jesus replies, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Receiving love and care from someone else is also having a share with them. I've heard many people tell me this, and I'm sure Pauline has heard that as well, and maybe some of you have heard the same thing. Pastor Myak, I don't disturb you because I know you're busy. You know, especially, you know, when I ask, how come you never reach out? You know, I know you're going through a difficult time and all that. Ayah, you're too busy. Yes, I can be busy but what people don't realize is that they're saying they're not deserving of my time they're not deserving of the energy time resources love that i put in for them and i think they often say that to the same the same thing to the people around them i don't want to disturb others because they are busy there's a difference between a transactional relationship and a mutual relationship and to have a share in each other it is to tend to each other and it means to give uh, to receive as well as to give and to recognize that you deserve that love and finally we are called to do our best not rather than to be perfect when we tend to each other We often carry this perfectionistic streak. We expect things to be perfect. We expect others to be perfect. We expect ourselves to be perfect. And this perfectionistic streak actually becomes the obstacle to us from stepping forward to tend to others. We hesitate because we think that we are not good enough to do it. And we think that we'll screw up. Well, let me just get it straight first right and tell you you will screw up i have screwed up and you have permission to screw up don't let the fear of making mistakes hold you back from tending to others do you think that peter is perfect no if you read the whole gospel peter has been portrayed as this bumbling you know guy who doesn't know what was going on didn't got the got the answers all wrong not exactly the best student. Huh? And he had screwed up before. Hey, who denied Jesus three times? Yet, he was the one called to do the work. And do you think that Jesus is thinking that, oh, now he's perfect already, he will not make mistakes anymore. No. He continues to screw up after that. Right? You will follow the, 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 the accounts after when they are starting the church. You know, Peter didn't exactly do a very good job. He backpedaled a little bit when confronted with the council and all that. You know, um, uh, with uh, regards to the inclusion of Gentiles. You know, when there was pushback, he mm, he waffled. But he still tried to do his best. And still, Jesus told him, "Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep," so that. I hope applies to you as well once we feel it's okay to make mistakes then we are more willing to step into the situations that God is calling us to tend to the people that we are called to tend to that doesn't mean that you go do it alone you go going in untrained unprepared you know sometimes doing some work requires preparation but know that it's okay to make mistakes recently someone told me something profoundly wise they asked me do you think that they're doing their best and i paused a while i said and i thought yeah they're doing their best well they may not meet my expectations but they're certainly doing their best And it is that realisation that people are doing their best, understanding that, that I stopped being frustrated and empathy replaced resentment. Because when I didn't think about, you know, when this question wasn't asked, all I could see was that this is my expectation, this is their performance. And of course, when we have certain expectations and people don't perform, we are disappointed, we are frustrated, and all that. But once we realise, and put ourselves in a way putting ourselves in the other person's shoes, if they are doing their best, then we realise, oh, we feel more compassion. Jesus did not expect Peter to be perfect. Jesus expected Peter to do his best. And his best really, really falls short on many occasions. Likewise, Jesus doesn't expect us to be perfect. Jesus expects us to do our best. And honestly, if we do not step up because we are afraid that we will screw up, we are afraid that we will be less than perfect, and we just sit there and not do anything, then that's not doing our best. When I was growing up, I was expected to be perfect. I don't know how many of you share this experience. I will be caned or punished if I did not get full marks for my spelling you know, when I was young. That has a lot of effect on me now as an adult and leaves a lot of psychological scars. Right? I'm still unlearning what I've learned. And last time in the past, I used to be very affected and react when folks leave the aircon on in church. I'll come to the office and like, they left the aircon on overnight. You know how much money is that? It happened back in the unit days, and it happens here in Commonwealth as well. not so often nowadays. Huh? But now I learn to ask myself, do you think that they've done their best? Yeah. They didn't purposely want to forget to switch off the aircon. So I would like to invite each and every one of you to carry this question as you tend to each other, as you care for each other. Do you think the other person has done their best? And do you think that you have done your best? Because that is a better question than, am I perfect? Did I do this perfectly? Right? We have lived out this you know, doing our best since we started broadcasting our services. I'm very heartened how we can laugh, you know, Jamie made a joke where, you know, things tripped and we had to start service a little bit late. I'm very heartened how gentle we are with each other when there are glitches or technical issues or even human errors, right? We don't get annoyed, affected. We just brush it off because we believe everyone is doing their best. This is how tending to each other looks like. Because really, if we demand perfection, like this is a TV studio, and everything needs to run like clockwork, then we'll be very harsh on one another. We will not be tending to each other. We will not be caring for each other. We will not loving each other. I want to close today, you know, with a gentle invitation and an invitation not trying to coerce, coerce you. Tending to each other and caring for each other and loving each other comes in many ways. Today, our team of volunteers are delivering groceries that many of you have contributed to, and that is tending to and directly to our transgender elderly beneficiaries. This. You know, those people delivering oftentimes get to meet directly with our bed, the beneficiaries and receive, you know, the, the kind of direct contact and the gratitude that comes from it. Because this is the direct kind of um, caring, right? But sometimes the, mani- the manner of caring, loving and serving isn't direct. And we don't realize that what we do is in fact tending to each other we have more and more people from overseas attending our service online, right? Uh, One of them just dropped by um, on Friday to visit, you know, uh, couldn't be here today, but, um, you know, he's based in Cambodia. Uh, We have someone based in South Korea just writing in recently. We have a lot of people joining us from overseas, and our volunteers here on our production team don't get to interact with them oftentimes it's just me and pauline and maybe a few other people who interact with them but the work that you do right whether you are manning the cameras or you are in the high managing the broadcast you are serving every single person who is watching our service online while you do not get the direct appreciation I hope that you know that you are loving each other, tending to each other, and serving each other. And the same goes with those who serve on the worship team, the prayer team, the community team, the care team that prays for people after service. Sometimes we get, do not get to encounter the people that we are, direct, we are serving because, you know, there's kind of a distance. And we may not get the warm, fuzzy feeling, but it is tending to people. We are short on volunteers on many areas, right? We have been trying to you know, get people to come in to volunteer for our social media team, for the production, for children's ministry. This is my invitation. If you feel like you are called to step up and serve and step up to tend to others just as you have intended to, please reach out to us and you know the all-purpose email address right the info at freecompchurch.org all right i want to invite you to consider carefully if this is something that you would like to do because this year we have been talking about wanting to be slowing down but the slowing down is to so that we can rest and take a breather for those who have been serving Uh, at the same time it also is putting up in the infrastructure for the future for growth right i think that there's a you know more and more people are wanting to join the 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 the, those who are joining us from overseas want to join the online cell group something we have not thought about before but there are new ways that we are grow we are growing and i hope that we have more we that we tend to one another that more people step up and I hope that it's not out of fear that you're hesitating to to step up, right? I hope that it's also not out of a, a transactional relationship, that you want to feel needed by us? You want to feel, you believe that you are worthy only when you serve? No, it's a mutual relationship. It is part of the belonging to a community that you serve. Right? That, that needs to be clear because there's a difference between a transactional relationship and a mutual relationship. So you're not just here to receive, but also to give. But also, you're not just here to give, but also to receive. Let us pray. Jesus, Jesus, You ask us, just as you ask Peter, do you love me? And we say yes. And you say to us, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. As we step up to serve one another, help us realize that you know we will make mistakes. You know that we will fall short. But all you're asking us is for us to do our best. Give us the wisdom, the love, the will, the strength to live up to your commandment, to love each other as you have loved us. Amen.
2: Let us prepare for a time of Holy Communion with God and with each other. We gather each Sunday at this table, even though at this time we are not all physically together. The table of God's Feast transcends time and space, because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means that you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. We are your people, God, called together in your love. We are your children, Mother, called around the table of your word. We are your disciples, Lord, called to give praise and give you thanks.
7: We thank Thank you, good good and gracious God, God,
2: for for calling us to be your people,
7: for giving us eyes to
2: see, ears to hear, and hands to touch and bless our world. Even as your people, God, we are separated from ourselves, each other, and you, the creator of life. Let us confess our brokenness. As people caught in our tradition, we confess that we have helped perpetuate systems, that deny the dignity dignity and sacred worth of all all sorts and conditions of persons. We We have paid lip service to equality. Our Our lives are based on discrimination of the other, other,
7: and we we have been our our worst worst enemies.
2: We have failed ourselves, others, and we have failed failed you, God. God. Moved by by your power, we accuse ourselves because Because we we have have not not allowed you to form us us as as a new people. We confess our sin, and we we pledge to work for reconciliation reconciliation with with one one another. We thank you, gracious God, for forgiveness and the chance to start again. We thank you, gracious God, for the gift of your Spirit given to us in Jesus, in whom we are freed from the past and its oppression, in whom the gift is complete. Gracious God, you are the mother of creation and the father of all life. We are gathered as your people to thank you for your blessings, to receive your mercy and forgiveness, and to remember how Jesus died for us, accepting death to show his love for us and you. We remember remember how Jesus Jesus came came to us, us, becoming becoming one one of us, us, born born like like us, us, of flesh and blood and bone, a fully human person like us in all things but sin. We remember how on the night before Jesus died, he gathered with his friends for one last meal. Siblings, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more, ever. Anyone eating this bread will not die, ever. This is my body, broken for you. Take, eat, remember me. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you are joined with me and I with you, the harvest is sure to be abundant. I love you as I have been loved. Abide in my love. This is my blood, shed for you. Take, drink, remember me. May I invite the stewards to help distribute the elements. If you're joining us online now, it might be a good time to prepare your own elements so that we can partake together. Please hold on to the elements, and we will partake together. Together. Jesus, you Jesus, you are always, always present in, in our midst. midst. You, you come, come to us, us simply, lovingly, lovingly humbly, in, in word and sacrament, in this bread and wine, and in, in the love we, we share with, with one, one another. another. Let us eat and drink of this bread and wine, remembering Jesus, his teaching, his life, his suffering, his death, and his rising to new life. Let us partake of the elements together. Please rise and body your spirit for the prayer of communion. Gracious and loving God, you have made us one in the body of Christ and nourished us at your table with holy food and drink. Thank Thank you for feeding our hunger and relieving our thirst. With deep gratitude, we we offer you our lives, lives, our love, ourselves, gathered in Jesus Jesus, by your your life-giving Spirit. May May we become a new new people, people, wholly pleasing to you, a people giving glory to your your name. name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. You may pass the cups to the end of the aisles where the stewards will collect them. Thank you.
0: So I would like to say that I still feel frustrated when things don't work Okay, I can joke about it But the frustration is equally real But yeah I'll come to this uh, So thank you Pastor Miak, for the sermon I think Feeling and sensing love Is such a difficult thing to do Because we often have mismatched expectations Of what we want to receive And what we want to give And that's where the five languages of love comes in Right? But one thing I've learned is that uh, to ask, if someone comes to me is whether, do you need my mouth, do you need my ears, or do you need my arms? If you need advice, I'll use my mouth to tell you advice. If you just need to vent, I'll just listen with my ears. But if you just need a hug, don't come to me, go to Pauline. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But uh, things that help me, things that really help me is bring ice cream to me and I always feel better. So yeah, welcome once again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church As Pastor have said, free stands for first realize everyone is equal uh, You are welcome regardless So uh, thank you for spending your Sunday with us online, on site Now uh, let us continue So as a series, is oh no, this is a newcomer, okay if you are new to us, you are, please allow us to stay in touch with you. You may fill out the form at fcc.lee slash welcome. I think this gives us an idea of uh, how to reach out to you. We will not bombard you with emails or SMSes or WhatsApp messages. But this is for us to uh, know why did you choose to come to FCC and what can we do to make you feel at home here. So you can get to know us more at the newcomers meeting, which is held once a month uh, on the End of the month on this month is on the 24th of March If you'd like to join the newcomers' meeting, please just email info at freecomchurch.org So as this series is called Tending, Loving and Caring By giving to church is also a form of showing that you love and care for us Uh, This year, we have actually kind of like uh, removed the building fund Because we have already uh, paid off the mortgage for this place but we have started with a new fund which is called the Renovation Fund. So if you have been setting up uh, standing instructions to give to the building fund, you may want to just shift it to the Renovation Fund, or you may just want to add a new standing instruction to give to the Renovation Fund. So we have two ways, uh, two QR codes up there, uh, which is for you to scan and uh, give by pay now. You can, for internet bank transfer setting up standing uh, instructions, there are actually two bank accounts on the slide two. So one is for the general account And one is for the renovation fund Or you may also give by credit card to free At freecomchurch.gift.asia That only goes to the general fund So if you would like to give on the site uh, You may raise your hands later When the service staff goes to you And just yeah ask you to put it into the collection bag But let us pray God indeed we give thanks to you for we know that we are your beloved children. Whether we live up to your expectations or not, whether we live up to the expectations that others place on us, or even we place on ourselves, we know that you love us regardless. And as we gather as a community, may we learn to show your love through our actions, through our words. And... Just through being, we know that this is so difficult, but yet we know that every day as we follow you, we are asked to become more and more like you. Lord, in this world where so many of us live with a mind of scarcity, may we know that you have given us enough. You have given us more than enough so that we can give to others too. We just lift up everything we have into you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. So may I invite the stewards to come and take up the offering? So now we come to the announcement segments of the service. We only have got two announcements today. So yay! Uh, as you know, the Holy Week is coming. So with uh, every Holy Week, we have uh, baptism and membership class during this season. If you are interested to get baptised in church or to join FCC as a member, you may register at fcc.lee slash baptism And last but not least, lunch khakis. This is actually a Implementation by the welcome team So to welcome people who may not have friends Or who may not know a lot of people in church yet But would still like to go for lunch after service You may join the lunch khakis. Today lunch khaki is Gordon Who is raising his hands, waving his hands at the back So if you'd like to join uh, lunch khakis Later just go to the back after service to join him Now I invite Pastor Pauline to come out and give the benediction
5: So will you rise in body and spirit to receive the benediction? Today, Jesus is asking you, do you love me? If so, tend to one another and the world as you learn to love each other as I have loved you. Now go, as a people of God, doing your best to love, and knowing others are doing their best too. And may our God of love, tending and caring, go with you now and always. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for service today. Come join us again and God bless you.